0: Hello, friends. Mark here. I hope you are all stunning. We've got a Rewind episode for you, which just means this is an episode that was recorded uh, years back, but very popular and also just with exceptional humans. So bringing it back for you because there's a lot of new listeners to the show, and even those who may have heard this one originally back in 2020, um, I know I got something out of it re-listening to my conversation with Brie Wasilenko. And I'm sure you'll get more out of it as well, because this one's loaded full of really good stuff. We've got conversations around uh, career transitions, social media and content, detoxes, self-care practices, rituals, all of the good stuff that, I mean, I feel like we could all use at really any moment's notice. But especially now, there's just so much going on in the world that... I, you know, I, I really do believe that we've got to double down on our mental fitness um, just to handle the sheer uh, volume and weight of what's happening around uh, the world. So I hope you enjoy it. That's what sparked the idea to bring this one back because I knew this one was full of really good stuff. And Brie is just such a wonderful, wonderful human. So enjoy and sending nothing but beautiful energy your way. All right, today I'm chatting with Brie Wazalenko. Did I say that right? It's perfect. Okay, good. <laughs> she made the move to Toronto post-high school to pursue her dream of becoming a professional dancer. Over a decade later, she has worked as a dancer in abundance of films and TV shows, including Top 20 on So You Think You Can Dance, and performed on stages all around the world and choreographed for major brands and award-winning artists. Brie began her transition to acting when her in her first role of the hit family TV show The Next Step. But you can also find her playing a diverse group of characters from your 1900s housewife in Murdoch mysteries to being painted head to toe green as a Orion. Is it Orion? Orion. Orion in Star Trek Discovery. Sorry for the Trekkies listening. <laughs> My bad. Uh, I want to finish off with something that you mentioned in your bio, so I'll just quote you here. There's that famous question people always ask Where do you see yourself in one year, five years, or ten? I've never been able to answer that question, and I love it. If you're open to life, it's it's magical ways you never truly know where you'll end up. I think that's pretty darn cool. I love that. (laughs) So thank you, and welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) We're... Has that openness to life always been a part of your DNA or did you kind of evolve into that?
1: So that's really interesting. I think that I've been thinking about this a lot, um, just in a lot of the books that I'm reading. And I think it's um, becoming a lot more clear to my consciousness and my awareness that that's what I've always done. I don't think I could put my finger on what it was growing up or in in my 20s and what brought me here. But I feel like that has always been the way that I've lived my life. And I always thought there was something wrong with me. I'm like, everyone else has these dreams and these goals and they know exactly how they're going to get from point A to point B. And I go, I don't know. Like, what is point A? What is point B? What if I want to be at point Z? Like, I just, I had a really hard time putting myself um, into those really clear boxes sure. and I felt ultra and I felt other than, and strange because of it. And now I'm realizing that like, maybe I just have a little bit more of a handle on the way that the universe works yeah. you are yeah, open yeah, yeah. to it and, and, um, energetically responsive, both giving and receiving. So it's been kind of cool to see that that has been the way yeah. that I've lived my life and the incredible things that have come from it sure. without me even really trying.
0: Sure. But you've also had like, I mean, you've had dreams like you wanted to oh, yeah. be, a, you know, professional dancer and all of that. So mm. you're you're talking more so like the detailed plan to get to that yeah. end result, right?
1: Well, it's interesting. I was just thinking about this the other day because for so long my goal was to make the top 20 of So that You Can Dance Canada. Okay. That was it. It's like, So You, I think you Can Dance had just started kind of a couple of years before I moved to Toronto. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to reach this goal. It's going to be amazing and my life will be incredible. And then I reached the goal and then the show was over and I went through a pretty intense period of depression for about mm. three or four months afterwards Sure, because not only had this goal that I'd been working towards for so long come and gone, but this idea that like everyone's going to come down knocking on my door, asking for work and flying me here and there wasn't a reality. Yeah. So that was, I think kind of one of the first times that I went, I don't want to be quite so concrete with this. I can have goals and things that I want to attain, but that can't be the one and only thing because once that goal arrives... What's next? And that's why I was lost in this thing of like, what do I do now? What's next? What do I want? What do I love? And like all of these questions that popped up. So yes, there are goals and there are dreams, but I'm no longer um, like squeezing them so hard that I can't let go or take another path if it's presented to me.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you shared that because I feel like a lot of us have that, right? The circumstances are often different or everyone has their, their own life. but. It seems to be a bit of the theme, right? Like you get to the thing mm-hmm. and it's like, then what? Right? Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> so it's, you know, I'm, I'm like, how did you process that emotion if you think back at that time?
1: Oh God, I don't think I processed it. Okay. If I'm really, really looking back now, it was just, it was a lot of confusion. It was a lot of feeling alone. It was a lot of um, holding up on my own. Okay. Um, I could lean on the people who had been through it, but I mean, that's such a, s- a small yeah. group of people who were in that same position. Um, so I think I just powered through. Like, now that I'm looking at it, I'm sure there were things that I did to kind of help the the mental health aspect of it, but, like, man, if I had the tools I had now back then, I think it would have been a whole different story. Totally.
0: So then what was next? What, what was next for your journey after that?
1: Oh, my goodness. I have to think back. It's like...
0: <laughs> Because you're involved in quite a few things, yeah. That's, it's you know just doing the research. It's been really fun. Uh, a, you're just fun as a human being. I can tell <laughs> exactly. that right away. So I highly encourage people to follow you, uh, your journey. But it seems like you know there's dance, there's mm. acting, there's mm. business, there's like just health and wellness. Yeah. there's a lot. So there,
1: yeah, there has been a lot, and I guess um, it's interesting to kind of reflect on, because I have always been, what's next, what's next, what's next? And I've had a hard time celebrating where I am and where I've been. So that's also a journey that I'm working on right now. Um, So post So You Think You Can Dance, after I had that major dry spell and kind of confusion about what I was doing, um, once I came out of that, I, like... That sounds so cheesy to say, but like my star was bright and it was a flame. And all of a sudden I was working a ton. It's like something had switched in my mind and in my brain. I was like, wait a second. I know how this industry works. I know how the business works. I'm going to play to that. And therefore I started booking a ton of um, dance jobs on films, televisions, et cetera. Okay. Um, and then kind of around that time, I remember my dance agent um, who I was with for years saying to me, you know, take some acting classes, you'll be more uh, versatile, more in demand, I can sell you better. I was like, wah, 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 fine, whatever. If it makes you happy, sure. Yeah. So I finally started taking some acting classes and found out that I loved it.
0: Okay, This
1: is so cool. It was just a whole new way of expressing myself. I'd okay. express myself through my body physically for, you know, 20 years up until that point. And now I was discovering emotions and feelings through voice and connecting with another person, you know, eyeballs to eyeballs yeah. and energies as opposed to the physical um, connection that you have in dance.
0: What were the parallels? I'm assuming oh,
1: there are some. Oh, so many. There's <laughs> okay. so many. My Once I started acting, my abilities as a dancer improved so much okay. because it went... Um, the fantastic dancers that you can't tear your eyes off of are the ones that you can see and feel like yeah. what's coming from inside of them extending through their limbs and, and their physical body. So previously, while that was always there, I didn't know how to access it. So as soon as I started acting and taking acting lessons and learning about my emotional body and those um, it, just the connection there I was able to bring it physically into my mm-hmm. dance movement and all of a sudden I was a storyteller I wasn't just a dancer so that was really cool yeah. but on the flip side being a dancer moving into acting um, there are a lot of it doesn't transfer over that way as well. <laughs> um, dances are big and expressive, and you're used to being on a stage performing in front of hundreds of people, whereas film and television acting, it's close, it's intimate, less is more. Um, so it took me a really long time to figure out how to switch between those two modes, the very performative sure. mode And right now in film and television acting, it's very much about like stripping away and showing like the deepest parts of you and being emotional and vulnerable and and simplicity. So like two very warring ideas.
0: Did you have help with that or did you like, how Um, did you get through that?
1: Man, uh, time and patience, Sure. which again, as a dancer, we don't have patience. We're like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to work my butt off and we're going to go. And that's how I approached acting for a really long time. I was taking three or four classes a week um, for probably three, four, five years before I kind of stepped back and said, okay, I think I've done all of the muscling that I can do and all of the training that I can do. Now it's time to just sit back and trust myself and trust that I have it. Mm. Um, And even that's a process. Like I feel, as with life, everything is a process, you know, so... Am I there? No. Am I discovering? Yes. Totally. Yeah. And
0: is is that when you entered into The Next Step?
1: Yeah. The big first. Yes. So it was about, I would say, about six months after my kind of first serious acting class that I booked the role of The Next Step, which also is like, What? You booked a a series regular on a TV show kind of at your first run out the gate? Like, that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I felt very lucky and grateful in the moment. And now looking back, I realize it's like I had worked my butt off. Yeah. Right place, right time. The character was perfect for me. Like, everything was conspiring for me to um, book this role. And we went into it thinking, you know, oh, cool. This is going to be like a fun summer camp. We're going to have an amazing time on set all summer can't wait. And then the show became a massive hit and we kept coming back year after year after year and it's turned into this incredible fandom and has allowed me to travel across Canada teaching and choreographing for dance studios. Um, It started or was the idea for one of the businesses that I started, which was Pure Dance Convention, um, which also has allowed me to travel across Canada putting on events and my producer hat and my CEO hat and all the other hundred hats that I wear. Um, And also has opened this incredible world of of social media Mm -hmm. and having an audience and and learning about that side of marketing and connection. And uh, yeah, it's just, it, it really was the impetus for a lot of things in my life. So I'm like extremely grateful that I had that opportunity.
0: Well, let's talk a bit about social media because Mm. I love how you use your, at least your Instagram. Um, and you know, for the listeners of the show, obviously they they know that this show is very much around self-reflective questions Mm. and, uh, journaling and just like whatever you want to call it, but thinking, right and your feed, I'm pretty sure every post starts with a question, (laughs) right? Which is awesome. Is that, like, when did questions like that enter your life? You remember? Um,
1: again, going back to this idea of the one, five and 10 year goal, I think they've always been there. I just always thought that I don't know maybe there was something kind of wrong with me that those were thoughts I was having in my mind and it's like it didn't feel like other people were having these like yeah deep kind of some thoughts feel light some thoughts feel heavy it's just like so existential and big and I'm like oh my god like and I just feel like I was getting lost in my own head and Uh, That's the really interesting thing about social media and about the way that I use my Instagram now. This was not always the case, but what I've shifted into is it's almost it's partly to engage uh, my followers, but it's also kind of like a a public journaling Uh, for myself. That's
0: how I would describe it for sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's a really cool way for me to get out of my head, all of those thoughts that like are muddied in there, and actually put it down onto paper or a cell phone or the, the interweb. Um, and it's a way for it to release through my body. Also knowing that there are going to be people out there who can relate to that as well. And maybe it's a different way for them to see this one thing like, Oh, there's nothing wrong with you for thinking this, this is totally normal. And here's something that I've done to maybe help shift this idea or thought or perception and hopefully you can take something away from it as well. Yeah. And it's been really cool. A lot of my followers are, you know, in the teen kind of years, early mm-hmm. 20s. But it's been cool to kind of watch these kids when they're really young and impressionable yeah. have a different um, just way of looking at things that I wish I had when I was yeah. growing up. Just like, a, oh, you're... you're there's nothing wrong with you. This is just like a cool way of coming at this thought or idea or
0: journey. I mean, I love, I went through some of the comments on some of the most recent posts and like, it was just beautiful to see, you can see people are actually interacting Mm -hmm. and asking questions and you're like, you're pushing people in kind of the right way. And like, that's just, it's really nice. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think it's just a great way to use social media for good.
1: Well, it's, It's a dark place like social (laughs) media can be very dark and I've battled with it for quite a long time of why am I using this like I catch we all do it we all get into that scroll and like an hour's gone by and you're like oh my god what have I just done I went to an alternate universe (laughs) I'm absorbing images and thought and things that just like make me feel like crap yeah why am I doing this. But on the flip side there is the beauty of social media to totally. connect in these ways and again like I said really open up your mind to different perspectives and different people and it's a good way to connect and know that you're not alone. So yeah. you have to decide how you want to both use it yourself at with what you're posting and also how you want to consume it. Totally. And that's and like an everyday battle
0: yeah. I find. Well, I think like something I've often talked about is just our relationship to technology in mm. general, right? if you, cause before, you know, this podcast was originally called Keo conversations, which was linked to a, um, digital journal app that mm. we had. So I used to get it all the time too. It's like, you know, we're, we're trying to help people slow down and disconnect, but also using the technology that's creating a lot of the problems.
1: I know right? it's so bizarre.
0: <laughs> so but my, my response was always, well, I, I totally get that. But if we could reframe our relationship mm-hmm. with our devices and technology and social media. There's, there's actually a lot of good in there, right? And there's a lot of great technology, yeah. but not when you pick up your phone and you're getting nailed with all these notifications and, you're like, you no longer have the control. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a couple setting shifts, like, for me, like, my social media icons are three screens deep on my phone. I got to swipe to that. Yeah. Right. Um, and it, it, it works, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can get benefits like what you're seeing and obviously what you're preaching as well.
1: Yeah. It really is like it comes down to any relationship you have about setting those boundaries, right? Yeah. And, and figuring out what they are for you. I did a, a little bit of a social media cleanse over the holidays. I did no Instagram, no Facebook. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are really the only two that I use. Yeah. Um Yeah. And it was an indeterminate amount of time. I knew for okay. sure I was home in Calgary for 10 days and I knew I was going to do nothing then. And then I came back to Toronto. I was like, I don't really feel like connecting yet. It's like, I'm not ready. Okay. And what I was planning on doing was moving the icon to the end of my, uh, what would you call that? Like the home sc- the screens on yeah, your yeah. phone. But I accidentally deleted it. Oh wow. It's <laughs> like, okay, I guess Instagram is not <laughs> my phone. So when I checked or signed back in. Big step. I went to the app store to like re download it and it downloaded, but it still won't show up on my phone. So now I have to like be really oh, active wow. and like search through my phone to find Instagram to open it. Which has been
0: That's a big one, yeah.
1: And an unintentional boundary. Yeah. <laughs> that I've put
0: in place. I've, well, I've seen, like, I've heard and seen that from the people that are, like, literally have their Wi-Fi on timers and stuff. Yeah. Like they And then they go to those extremes that you have to log in, log out. Yeah. That's funny. It came, came, came about by accident. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what did it feel like then? You know, just, w- was there a couple days of, like, did it just feel good or were you, like, missing it or did it feel weird?
1: I thought I was going to really struggle. Okay. I would say the first... I landed in Calgary a Thursday evening and Friday morning, I was still kind of like, Oh, I want to go to my phone. But by Friday afternoon, like I felt free. It felt incredible. I had 30 minutes to spare. I would pick up a book or I would just sit and be. Yeah. And Mm. it it was different because I had, had put those very clear boundaries in place of I'm doing a social media cleanse or taking a detox or taking a break. If I was trying not to be on my phone, but I was at a coffee shop waiting for a friend, you know, normally, it yeah. would be, don't pick up your phone, don't pick, don't do it, don't do it. And the struggle, and then I would eventually pick it up. But because I had said in place, like, you're not allowed to pick up your phone, yeah. I just wouldn't. And there was, I wasn't worried about people looking at me or thinking I was strange. Like, what is she doing sitting here sitting staring, looking at people? <laughs> it's like, you know, it was it's crazy, just so crazy. And then it's amazing what happens when your eyes are up and out yeah. in the world. And the things that you see, you're curious about the interactions that happen with people. It's like... If you just open your eyes and make eye contact with someone, you uh, might get a smile. You might get someone to look away. Like, you have no idea. But yeah. if you're always your head down on your phone, like, you're missing so much of the, quote, unquote, like, real life, what's yeah. actually <laughs> happening out there. So I loved it. Yeah. Like, I absolutely loved it. And, again, it comes back to that thing where, you know, part of my job is working through Instagram. Like I work with brands and I do collaboration. So I could decide to step away and not do it any longer. I don't want to. So it's like, where is that balance If that feels so good to me? I was able to, um, be creative and feel creative mm-hmm. and ideas that were in my head, I could actually put, you know, put pen to paper for screenplays yeah. or whatever, as opposed to just shutting off and picking up my phone. But yeah, like, where is that balance? Because yeah. it is part of my job, totally. but I also don't want it to run my life.
0: Yeah, there you go. There it is. So how, I mean, here we are, we're back in Toronto. I mean, you're going to be in LA soon. Like, <laughs> These are two places that, um, they're definitely busy. Yeah um, have you thought about how you can almost take like some mini breaks or reframe that relationship? I guess the question I'm trying to get at with you is like, how do you, you're very creative human. Mm -hmm. How do you keep your mind somewhat clear so Mm -hmm. you can like create and see the next steps and things like that?
1: Yeah, that is huge. And, and there's a few of the people that I follow on Instagram that I really, um, look up to and take inspiration from They've said a a lot of it, the great thing that they've noticed from taking a step away is that as opposed to consuming other people's media, they have a clear mind and a a fresh head and body to allow their own creativity to come to life. Mm. As opposed to trying to mimic something they saw, it's like they are able to sit back and really tap into what they're thinking, feeling, etc. And like what innately wants to come out of them. So that's a big thing that I definitely realized when I took the break. Um, setting little boundaries for myself now, like in the morning, I, I leave my phone outside of my bedroom. So my alarm is on my phone, which makes me get out of bed instead of it. Yeah. <laughs> Snooze a bunch of times. Because As someone who's self-employed, like, there's n- no timeline or deadline of someone yeah. saying, you have to be here at 9 a.m. or else. Totally. I create the structure of my own day. So... I do that on my phone and then I will meditate. Okay. Um, I kind of have like, I have five things, or four things that I like to do in the morning. I very rarely get to do all 4 but
0: talk about it.
1: Meditate is number one. Okay. So I will grab whatever crystal I'm called to that day. Okay. I will throw on my computer um, binaural beats meditation on YouTube, kind of depending on what I'm feeling called to, whether it's like throat shock or root shock or whatever. I and then to try more of that. Just, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know the science behind it, but I just kind of like where it takes me okay. and it's just another little kind of container of Yeah. um a way to get somewhere, wherever that is.
0: Sure. How uh, long do you do that Sorry, mean, I'm going to get real. Tough no, so I
1: love you. it. Okay. Um 25 minutes. Okay. So what I do is I do set an alarm on my phone. Sometimes I come out of it early, sometimes I extend it and do it longer. I okay. really Again, as, as a dancer, like I've grown up so disciplined, and yeah. it used to be like, you said 25 minutes, you're doing 25 minutes. It doesn't matter if your leg is asleep or like you're dying, it doesn't matter, do it. Yeah. So I'm trying to be gentle with myself and let it go, and if I only do 10, I do 10, and that's okay. If I want to do 45, that's super cool. Yeah. So just allowing whatever happens to happen
0: funny it was it miss katie was that the miss
1: kate yeah or
0: miss kate uh, she just came out there in that monologue I i'm like i've seen a couple clips like that's her that's her
1: <laughs> yes acting comes from real life guys <laughs> um and then if i get a hit i will pull out um my oracle cards Like, oh, okay. yeah and i'll do a pull which is and uh, that's yeah, not consistent that. it's very interesting okay um the other three things that I do. So meditation is 100% always. Okay. If I have the time, I will do um I have this like kind of pull, rehab pilates type stuff that I do uh, for my body cuz internally I'm like 85 and <laughs> just so broken. So uh I find if I'm not doing my my pilates stuff Three, two or three times a week at least. Like I start to re-injure and okay. stuff goes awry. So yeah. that's usually the second thing I try to do. Um, the other thing that I try to sprinkle in is morning pages.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, so stream of consciousness, just writing yeah. uh, three pages, I've discovered that I like to do that before my meditation because it gets Mm. all of the junk outside of my mind onto the page so that when I sit down to meditate, I'm already more clear and not kind of spending the first 10, 15 minutes going through my to-do list or there's something that happened in a dream or thoughts or whatever.
0: I like that. I feel like it's 50-50. I've heard that because then other people will do it after Mm the meditation and Mm -hmm. kind of write about that experience. But... This is, it's like it's so individualized. Yes. Right? Yeah. But I and like that. It will, that of it will least, shift
1: sometimes too, right? And and that's the thing is we wake up a different person every day with different yeah. energy, different thoughts, feelings, emotions. So, you know, having a morning routine is fantastic, but some yeah. days you're not going to want to do it. Like yeah. every once in a while, I'll wake up and go, I just want to read a book right now. Like I don't yeah. want to do all of those things. I just want to be on my couch yeah. and do that. And then the fourth thing. Again, I'll sometimes do this before meditation or after, um, is a voice practice. Um, mm. so it's semi like Alexander technique and acting. It's kind of like a meditation, but you're sounding throughout the whole time. So right. you'll do roll downs. Sometimes I'll just stand there and do a body scan, but with every exhale, you're actually, ah, and okay. like a sounding. And the idea is that what you think and feel is how you sound. Interesting. So sometimes you feel quiet and there won't be a lot that comes out. Sometimes yeah. you feel like so much rage and you have to, ah, like allow that to come yeah. out. My neighbors probably was think say. I'm crazy. <laughs> uh, but that's part of the struggle as well is you're like, Oh, I don't want people to hear me. What will yeah. they think? And the, uh, uh, definitely in acting. And I think in real life as well, you have to get over that. Yeah, It's like, this is what I'm thinking and feeling. I am going to express it now. Yeah. So, that's, that's been cool. instrumental definitely in my uh, acting career but also in life so those are the four things that okay. i in a perfect world if i woke up every morning and had two hours to dedicate yeah. <laughs> to that's what i would be doing so i kind of pick and choose sure. based on what my energy level is or if i have meetings or
0: calls or and if you're so you know you're traveling shortly so mm. let, let's take those traveling moments uh, so meditation seems to be the staple. Yes. Um, how how do you fit this stuff in to that routine? Do you still try to get it in the morning? Or, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find the longer the day goes on, the less likely I'm gonna get any of these things
0: done. Yeah, totally. I'm like, because I I like a I like the morning, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like I'm at a probably ninety plus percent chance of completing the things like practices in the morning. And if it's one of those times where I don't do it or something comes up, I go down to an immediate, like 75%. <laughs> right?
1: If not lower.
0: Yeah. If yeah. not lower, you're right. I'm probably inflating that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. absolutely. I even find, you know, again, as a dancer, I'm so used to being physical and active that yeah. my, my best days are, I've now realized I need to be active every day if I want to feel my best. Yeah. But I kind of, need to get it done in the morning. Otherwise, I will likely have a day where I'm not active. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I find, like, evening workout classes are difficult. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But especially during the winter, the sun goes down. It's dark by 6 p.m. I'm like, okay, it's time to make a good meal, maybe read, maybe watch some TV. Like, just wind down. The totally. last thing I want to be doing is...
0: Howling uh, in, your,
1: yeah. <laughs> in your apartment. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, no one's complained yet, so okay, I think good. we're okay.
0: <laughs> I love it. Um, how have these practices evolved over the years? Like, when do you think oh. you started picking slowly, like picking them up?
1: Honestly, I would say it's kind of been within the last two years or so okay. that I've like really started this wellness journey.
0: Sure. Um, Is there a particular reason?
1: I think, so, it's funny. Both my parents are doctors, so, Uh like, I was a straight-A student growing up. I come from a very, like, scientific background, proof and studies and and all of that. So, like, I remember growing up, and I, I think my mom is, she's, um a little more receptive now, but like growing up, naturopaths for witches. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? sure. I like, get that. <laughs>
0: it's
1: like, what do you mean energy? What do you mean herbs? What do you mean this yeah. and that? It's just like, no, no, no. Here's a drug. This is how you yeah. fix it the end. So I realized after moving to Toronto and, and started to especially immerse myself a little bit more into the acting community. I remember I had this one friend who was, we were at a party one day. He's like, I think you're a hippie underneath all of that. I'm like, what are you talking about? No way. He's like, yeah, I think you are. <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
1: So it's clearly always been there. I just yeah. haven't connected to it. So, yeah, I think it's just a product of my environment. And as an actor, you need to connect. And um, mental health, physical health, all of that is is so important. And awareness. And I had friends that say, oh, check out this book. I really loved it. Or here's this podcast. Sure. And it just kind of started this journey for me. Um, Almost 30 is one of my favorite podcasts. Um, okay. And it's like health, wellness, big time. So I've I've heard of that one. So that's actually where I um, learned about Spirit Daughter.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I found Jill for the first time. So it's a lot of that kind of stuff. And it's just literally opened my world. And whatever episodes I'm drawn to are the ones I end up listening to. And it's exactly what I needed in that moment. And then I pick up, you know, I now, you know, follow Ayurvedic practices based on this episode yeah. that I listened to and I got her book. And and it's just like a really incredible way, kind of like what I do with my Instagram, to get these alternative thoughts and ideas out to people who are looking for them. Yeah. And that's what this podcast was for me. And I think that's really what um, started this journey on a very
0: serious sure. level for me was, was being introduced to that podcast. Well, it's super cool because I feel like it's endless, right? Oh there, my gosh. There's just so many different, and, and yeah. like kind of in a good way, obviously, yeah. that there's so many things to explore and experience. Like, I mean, just in this conversation alone, there's probably two, three things that personally that I'd like to try, right? Right. Including the howling. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, the idea behind that is, um, like we hold trauma in our bodies, yeah. right? You know, and and I know I've been reading a lot about this as well. It's like everyone thinks of trauma as like the big T, like the big things that happen to you. But there's also the little T's. Yeah.
0: It's like
1: the small little things that just kind of like stick in your shoulder or in your gut or whatever. So it's connecting to your physical body, yeah. your voice, your breath to release some of those things that come up or just have awareness around them. It's like, oh, I've got this pain in my right hip that won't go away. Weird, I I have this sadness that's coming up as well. Why? What's going on there? Where does that come from? What's connected? Oh, there's this idea, just this memory popped up of me being eight with my mom in here, and it's just like mind-blowing, the connection of it all. And then it gives you... That material it's like, okay, cool. Now I can journal about this or I can speak to my therapist about this. And it's a fantastic way to just unpack a lot of yeah. the things that we complex humans Absolutely.
0: hold on to. There, that really is the key, though, is just stopping or, like, coming out of the autopilot, right? Mm. And being able to have enough clarity to actually witness yes. what's happening. Yes, Because even for myself, I've found that ever since, like, I've... I've probably had these pract some of these practices for sure journaling for the last 10 or so years, but then we started Keo and all that, I mean, the last four years, and especially these interviews, like Mm. there's 150 of them. So the practices are on like steroids. (laughs) Um, And then I got to the point where I was like, man, I'm feeling a lot of things like, has this always been here or is there something like really wrong? Like what's the, what's happening here? But, um, It's really nice, right? To be able to process that stuff. Mm.
1: Nice and hard and messy and horrible and lovely. And it's just like, it's so complex, right? And I've talked a lot about this, but like the bad emotions, like there are good emotions and bad emotions. And I know for me growing up, it's like the good emotions were so celebrated and the bad There wasn't really a place for them. It's just like, oh, it'll be better in the morning or, oh, chin up or, you know, whatever it is. And it's, um, I don't know. You can't have the good without the bad. You can't have the dark without the light. You kill all of that. So obviously easier said than done. It's like, Hey, sit here in your sadness for another couple of days. It's cool. You're like, yeah, great. Sounds good. I can't wait to do that. No, it feels horrible. But the more you're able to experience that, the more you are able to experience the love and, and all those yeah, other things. Yeah,
0: um, Just talking about 2020, I mm-hmm. pulled a quote some here or off your Instagram or somewhere. Um,
1: I love that I'm getting quoted off my Instagram. It just, it's
0: great. There's a lot of great stuff there. Um, you mentioned something just about this as being the year of where you're going to stop waiting around yes. and really take control of your own life. Yes. Like what, what did you mean by that?
1: Oh, man. Um... So many, so many things. Uh, I feel like, especially in the arts and entertainment industry, especially as an actor, like, you are at the mercy of so many other people. I go into an audition. Um, you never hear. If you don't get it, it's just, like, rejection after rejection. Um, were you too tall? Were you too blonde? Were you Did you look too much like the executive producer's ex-wife? Did, like, it's just <laughs> so many. And, like, those are real things. Um <laughs> So you're at the mercy of other people, left, yeah. right, and center. And, you know, I've been thinking about writing my own stuff forever. I've, you know, read the screenplay books or at least started reading them. I've okay. never finished them. But it, it used to feel like this is something that you should do. But just because I should do it, quote unquote. Um, and now, I don't know, I just woke up, you know, Jan 1 of 2020 and it's like... I actually want to do this. Like I'm ready to take control of my own life and stop letting fear stop me from putting myself out on a limb and possibly failing. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just been incredible. The momentum that is built already, even within this first month and thinking about it energetically, right? Like what you put out, you get back. And previously, I was putting out, mm, maybe I will eventually, or at some point, or, oh, I don't feel ready. I'm not sure if I'm worthy. And it's like, of course, that's what the universe is going to give right yeah, back to me. totally. But if I say, well, this is what I'm going to do, because this is what I want. This is what makes me happy. This is what fulfills me. And just because screw you all, I want to. Yeah. Then why not? And so yeah. it's been really cool. Um,
0: so you've really leaned in. Yeah. You like it.
1: Yeah. yeah. That is if of where previously it felt really scary. Now it's like... Like, what do they say about the difference between um, anxiety and excitement? Is just, like, the mindset oh, or something. Like, it's sure. the same feeling, sure. but one is stuck in fear, and the other is, like, filled with more, like, love, kind of positive yeah. vibes. So now it feels exciting. It's like, where's the world going to take me? I have no idea, and I can't wait to see.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Well, just on that, so, I mean, so I'm curious uh, your, your answer on this, but... You, you obviously had the dream at one point of being mm-hmm. a professional dancer, and, and we already talked about that, but is there a dream now?
1: Um, I can't decide if I want to say no, because I'm scared of actually saying what the dream is and not sure, sure. if I can achieve it okay. or if it actually isn't. But um, I did a session with a, an intuitive energy healer uh, back in, I think it was December, And we were talking about fears. And one of the things that popped up for me was fear of success. Yeah. And it was, and I'm just like, you know, I know this makes no intellectual sense, but I am deeply afraid of success and what it would mean for me and my life. If I actually got what I wanted and it's so weird that that is so scary, but I feel like a lot of people have that a lot. Yeah. So, for me, right now, it, it is it's to to be an actor and okay. and a successful actor, and maybe that's where the thing is. Is like, what does that mean? Like, yeah, what does success definition? mean? Yeah. Does it mean you're making a million bucks a year? Does yeah. it mean that you're a lead in a TV show? Does it like, does it mean that you're fighting opposite Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible Eight? Like, maybe that's my dream. <laughs> Vision board stuff. I'm here. not even joking. That kind <laughs> of is my dream. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My grade six it.
1: teacher, like, loved Top Gun, and yes. somehow ha- for some reason, like, I, mean, I don't know if that's really appropriate for a grade six kids, but he's like, "You guys should watch it." And, like, ever since then, I've been obsessed with Top
0: Gun. <laughs> he's got another Top Gun coming out, right? I know. Yeah, I'm excited to see that.
1: I know. So, so yeah, I think that's that's the current dream right now. Okay, is to actually um, commit to the belief that I am. Talented enough to do it, worthy enough for it. Yeah. And that if I just jump in, the universe will respond. And yeah, cause well, why wouldn't it?
0: Totally. Yeah. And are you setting like, what are some of the things you're doing to, I mean, clearly the first step has been like your mind mm-hmm, and you've mm-hmm. got a lot of these great practices to help. Is there anything else that you're doing to just stay in that mindset?
1: Uh, that's a really good question. I think, for me, the mind is the biggest battle, absolutely. So, um, I mean, it just is. It's those those self care practices. I know mean, that's such like a the word is used so much nowadays that it's like a bit tainted. But,
0: um, but isn't that crazy? Because it's yeah. like if you talked about exercise,
1: yeah, which yeah, is yeah, used
0: all the time. This right. is exercise for your mind. Totally. So it's just. I can't wait for the day where like you're going for dinner and like I'll be there, but I just need to get into meditation or something right. like we're getting there, but we're not there yet.
1: No, 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 not there yet. Like within certain communities, it's there. Like I yeah. feel like with my actor friends will be like meeting for coffee, like, sorry, I'm just I'm having a really rough morning. Like, can we postpone? It's like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Of course. But I feel like in maybe, you know, the more corporate world, they'd be like, oh, they bailed again. God, like yeah, get it totally. together.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, I. the thing that's been popping up for me even in the last week or so is just, like, really listening to my body. And when I get hit with a ping, like, oh, you know, I'm going to yeah. go to this workout class. It's like, oh, I'm really tired and not like, oh, you're bad, you're lazy, you're this, that, whatever. It's like, my body clearly needs some rest right now, so it's okay if I take a day off. Or even yeah. that thing of waking up in the morning, it's okay, I'm going to meditate. It's like... But it doesn't really feel right right now, so I'm going to trust whatever I'm feeling and and go with that.
0: Um, I love that.
1: Man, like, therapy has been um, the most incredible thing, I think, in this whole journey that I have done for myself. I started about three and a half years ago now. Okay. And um, I don't know if... It's dramatic to go as far as to say as it has saved my life, but I I I really think that it has. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a friend about this a while back, and it's I don't I think externally my life looks the same now as it would prior to therapy, but internally it is a completely different world. Oh,
0: that's so powerful, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, so I always, I mean, it's not easy, and there's going to be a lot of stuff that comes up, and you are undoubtedly going to have to change your life. But I, yeah, I attribute so much of, of where I am and what I'm doing and, and who I am to my work in therapy.
0: Yeah, I resonate with that. I, I joined a men's group oh, um, cool. probably two years ago. Yeah. That's actually the first time, so we don't do much of that individually or as a group, but when, when I met these guys at an actual retreat. Mm-hmm. Um there was some of that like howling type thing cool. and like full blown releases and yeah. it was really neat to see. But it's meeting I think we meet, you know, every every two weeks like that's been, it's been so 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 comforting and yeah. it's helpful. Well, it's nice
1: to know that, you know, there are people who are going through this as well. Like, like I said, it's not easy. Like your world sometimes gets turned upside down. And to be with people who know that and understand that because they've been through that as well. You don't need to explain to them like, hey, I had a really rough time. This is what happened. Blah, 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 blah. You can just start in that place already. of like, I'm here. I'm struggling.
0: And it's like, okay, we got judgment. It's just this. This is what it is. Mm -hmm. It's
1: also really cool because I mean. This is what I experience as a woman, but there's been so much um, lately about like women's empowerment and women's group and, yeah. and, you know, you know, the masculine, feminine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there's been such a push because, oh, there's those there's sirens I was talking Toronto about. <laughs> <laughs> um, such a push for like women to stand together and all of that, which is fantastic and needs to happen, but in that sometimes the men are forgotten about and it's really cool to see that those men's groups are starting to arise and it's not like one against the other it's like this is what women as a whole generally struggle with let's support each other in that and this is what men generally as a whole struggle with let's support each other in that so it's amazing I know as a woman who's doing all this work to start seeing men who are jumping into that as well. Yeah. It's just like, we all need a whole bunch of healing. So let's oh, totally. all do it so that we can be better humans.
0: Totally. I, I, I remember how, like, I had no idea these things even existed in terms of a men's group. And I remember how weird and awkward mm. it was. Like when we, we first started mm. and now it's just like this i can't imagine like about yeah. that yeah so it's yeah it's like i i think in this whole realm of everything we're talking about i'm just super hopeful mm-hmm. in that this stuff is becoming more accessible more mainstream more normal yes um it's not like any of it's new like that's the interesting part about it, right? Like, mm-hmm. these practices have existed for thousands oh my of years—thousands
1: upon thousands, upon Thousands. Yeah. Upon thousands. <laughs>
0: but the narrative's changing, which is yes. nice.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know, conversations like this, I, I hope are, are helping. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I'm just super grateful for for where we're at.
1: Yeah, right I so. agree. It is as many dark things that are going on in the world like this kind of new wave and and new energy that's being brought in and and this awareness I think is taking us in the right direction whatever that direction is who knows but Yeah, it is really cool that this kind of stuff can be spoken about so freely. Yeah. and You can talk about self-care, about moon cycles, about this, and people aren't like, are you on Mars? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's happening? Totally. Like, it is becoming um, a lot more mainstream, which yeah. I think is really
0: important. Uh, something that can really help, and that every guest is asked on this show, I mean, you are a lady of questions, so <laughs> I, def- oh, no. <laughs> I definitely want to get a few journaling questions from you. Okay. That- <laughs> And there's no rules with this. It's just, you know, there could be questions that you find yourself asking on a Mm -hmm. frequent basis or questions that have helped in big decisions, like whatever, or just even a few that come to mind just Mm -hmm. right now and I'll put these in the show notes and, oh. uh, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, the Depression. way it started, they, they, these questions used to then get ported into our journaling app. Oh, cool. So people could listen to your interview and like actually start journaling on your prompt.
1: Oh, that's very cool. So,
0: didn't want to stop that. It's just, yeah. the app doesn't link with this. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, who that's a really good question. Question to the question. Um, uh, Huh. I, I would say something that pops up a lot for me and I never really start any of my journaling with a question in mind. And again, it's just like Much really free, free flow, flow
0: Yeah,
1: is what I generally do. But something that I think about, at least in everyday life is when something hits me and I have a reaction to it. Um, the thought and the question is like, where is this coming from? Yeah. In the sense that, um, like, is this a legitimate response or am I responding to something that happened to me 20 years ago in a situation like this? And I'm, this big thought or feeling actually isn't true to what's happening right now in the present moment. So, whenever I feel a big thought or feeling, I usually like stop, take a breath, ground, and go, where do I feel this in my body and Mm. what could this be linked to? So even as I'm journaling, sometimes that pops up. I'll write something and be like, whoa, that reminded me of this thing that happened here. Like, oh my goodness, I never made that connection. And then all of a sudden something pops open for you.
0: I like the body question because I I don't Mm. think we do that enough. Yeah. Or at all, many times, right? Yeah always up in the mind
1: yeah it is which is like that's such a small portion of our physical being it's like there's so much information stored in our body um what other questions um hmm i think a lot about and ask myself a lot um like what has led me here
0: Oh, I like that.
1: In the sense of the magical way the universe goes, it's like this coincidence took me here to this person to this to blah blah blah. So it's like, what is the universe trying to tell me right now? Mm-hmm. That's uh, powerful. The ripples. Yes, they are pretty insane. So it's it's cool to sit back and actually kind of try to map that out. Yeah. And figure out exactly like what is the universe trying to tell me why am i here why did this happen is this a chance for personal growth or is this a chance to like take a leap forward and to jump into something that i don't know whether it's personal relationships um work anything of of that sort i love it um and then i think the last one would be like what can i learn from this sure is a big one as well. It's you know you especially doing the the stream of consciousness writing. Like I'll say something and it'll be like anger or this or that, whatever. And then not so much in the moment because I'm not trying to catch myself. I'm trying to free flow it. But after the fact, usually in the meditation, I'll sit and I'll go, huh, that was interesting that that came out. Like why is that happening? And then like kind of sit and and figure out what I'm. Again, it all kind of kind of comes back to like what am I. Yeah, trying to be told or trying to uncover or work through like what is my subconscious like knocking uh-huh. on the door being like hello <laughs> so
0: many signs yeah are there right mm-hmm. love it these are great thank you so much for sharing them and the last question
1: okay <laughs> is
0: you know all said and done work side all these details yeah. aside you know like what really truly makes you smile each day
1: oh um oh my goodness there's so many things and they're so simple <laughs> i always feel so silly saying this but dogs i love Man, it and dogs are the best in the <laughs> whole wide world um seeing the sun come shining through yeah nature i know there's none of it right now it's cold and dreary and dark yeah um, but spring, summer, fall, all of that, just like being out in nature and breathing and feeling it is like, I've realized so important for me, um, creating, sharing and connecting. Sure. Love it. I think, and I know that's very general, but no, it's great. Yeah.
0: It's a good reminder. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I feel like a, I could talk to you for hours, <laughs> Um, but B, just want to thank you for you being you and you doing all the self-work and the inner work so that you can just plaster out this awesome energy out in this world. Oh, thank you. Um, it's a beautiful gift, so thank you.
1: Thank you. It's it's really um, important, and this is something I'm trying to remember, is seeing ourselves through the mirrors of others so being here with you and having this conversation and seeing that mirrored back to me, it's like, it's hard for me to say like, I'm great, but to have someone else to say that it's like, oh yeah, wait, I am. It's wonderful. So, yeah. you know, one thing I want to say is like, use that opportunity with the people that you love and the people in your life to see yourself through their eyes. Cause that's beautiful, pretty special.
0: Love it. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Keep rocking it out there.
1: I will try. <laughs>